Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, it feels kind of hopeless. Yeah. It's just like if I, because, because, because none of us are perfect. And then there's that fear of knowing it's like, it's not, um, if I mess up, it's if fine, if someone finds out about when I messed up, messed up because no one's perfect. Yeah. So you've got a lot of people, right. That are found out, but then you've got a lot of people that are like judging that person that got found out, but it's just because nobody has found their hidden stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's not like that hope for repair. That means we have to expose what it is that we broke. And it, it's, and I wouldn't want to share if, if I lived in a world, if I lived in a mindset or belief that the only way for me to be accepted is if I only shared what I did that was good. And I think that's kind of like the point you were making where someone could have a, like their life story could be, is filled with good and bad things. But if they're only sharing just the good and then one bad thing comes and just like nullifies all the good, I don't think that's how it works. I think that's immature to look at someone's life. Um, even in like, like I love history and there's people in history who have done a lot of horrible things, but a lot of really good things at the same time. And it's just kind of like, I like, and then being afraid to point out something good or say that like, I was impressed by that action of that person. There's this fear now where I know if I say certain things in front of some people, they're going to be like, well, do you believe like if, if you're connected to this person, that means you're connected to all the bad things that that person and just the bad things, not the good things. And uh, to the immaturity of it for me is the black and white nature, which I don't think is there because we aren't just black and white. Like in our actions, there's, there's nuance and gray area in what we do because none of us are perfect. So we're like this, we have to have the maturity to look at somebody as not just their action. They're like, if we measure someone just by the things they did that were wrong, there's not much hope there. And I think that's the, I think that's, it, it comes out of like fear, shame, and guilt where someone is, I have to point out the wrong in somebody else. So like, that's my life. So no one looks at me or if I compare like, or I, or I play the, what about ism where it's like, this person did something wrong and like, well, like, or if someone points out something where I hurt somebody, so well, what about when you did that to me? So you can't hold me accountable because you're not, you're not as good as me or you did the same thing. Whereas I think that the better way of seeing that is coming to somebody, showing grace and connecting with them because of your past mistakes and sharing the good and bad with that person and being like, and being okay with someone who's upset at you, who thinks in this like tunnel of, I only talk to people who agree a thousand percent with me or live the way that I live. It seems like a really boring, hopeless life. Because if you're trying to have everybody conform to your way of living, how are you going to improve? How are you going to learn? How are you going to meet, like, leave the world a better place if it's only about living just this way that I think is right right now today? Yeah. It's interesting, man, because, like, we live in this postmodern world, which, which for anyone listening, that just means that by and large, our, our society right now believes that, like, truth doesn't, does not exist, that we 
all create truth for ourselves. But what's interesting is like our society believes that, but then on the other hand, we're holding people accountable for all these like moral things. Mm. People think the church is hypocritical and judgmental, but like I think what we've seen in the last decade is no society is pretty hypocritical and judgmental because we pick and choose the things that we say are right and wrong. We pick and choose the things that, you know, people get thrown under the bus for and, and things that, that we just kind of look over. It's really interesting. And the beauty about grace is like, is, and, and, and just to kind of get to this point of that grace is radical is like, who does this? That's kind of what I'm thinking of when I think of like grace is radical is like, who lives by this grace, this kind of grace? Like, I don't see it anywhere, you know? Um, or very rarely, like, goodness towards those that only deserve punishment, like an aim to repair. Um, that would be so fascinating if, like, I turned on the news, somebody was in a scandal, and somebody was like, we're really, we're pursuing, you know, repair here. We're, tr- <laughs> we're trying to figure out a way to restore this person. or to help this person to like help this person get help and like ultimately um, make it back to them being able to do what they were doing before. It's just interesting that that's not what we see in society. Um, Grace is radical. It's like, like who does this? Like, I don't know. Do you like, am I, am I missing something here? Like, I just feel like this is a pretty radical idea when we really think about it. No, I, I I agree with you. I think, the people who do it, I think because it is so messy, it doesn't, it's not going to be celebrated because it's going to be seen as either giving in to somebody's bad behavior or letting someone get a, have a pass or not, I, like, not addressing a harm correctly or, or like appropriately. Um, but I think it, it also, it kind of highlights that we like, I think the society that we're talking about is we make these vast assumptions and jump to conclusions. Like we understand the intricate intricacies of every single situation because we've pre-labeled or predetermined somebody as like, because they are the X, I know all these things about them. I know this is their opinion. This is their, this is their personality. This is how they treat their family. This is how they treat their um, coworkers. Like, that's just not like, if we think about that, that's, that is really, again, immature. If we can say, I know that this person did that for whatever reason, when I don't have a relationship with them at all. So there's very little, like, if we think about like who in our lives, do we really intimately know? It's very few. And those are the people that we can, that we become closest to. And we can, we can, again, make assumptions about somebody, but that's not a help. If you think about like your closest relationships, it gets kind of messy when we make assumptions about them. And then we think that this assumption and public outrage about someone that we don't really know, how is that going to help? Like, how does that even provide an opportunity for rebuilding? Cause like, if I hear that somebody is making these huge assumptions about someone that neither of us know, it's like, well, I ha- can I share who I am with this person? Is it safe to, be who I am with this person. Cause they're making these big assumptions about someone we don't know. They're probably making assumptions about me. Mm. 
And if that's the way that some, and if you're, if you're hearing this and you think like, well, the way that I like, whether I know it or not, if the way that I make sure that I'm safe is I have to hurt somebody or name call or like separate and say like, they're not good. And that's the way that you make friends and stay safe. Like that says a lot about you as a person, like you don't show grace. So maybe you don't believe that grace is real. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part four in our conversation. We'll see you then.